Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. I am your host, Stephen Labine, with, as always, my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, how are you? Stephen, can I play Total War Warhammer while we are recording the podcast? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, then this needs to be a 13-minute episode. <laughs> Jared, is this... Is this an addiction moment? Do I need to step in? Correct. Okay. Uh, Explain what that is. So, uh, there's a game called Total... Total, It's two separate series. Total War and then Warhammer. Two separate IPs, I should say. Um, So it's called Total War Warhammer, which is just horrible in the mouth. (laughs) Um, But if any of you have heard of Total War Rome, or no, Rome Total War, it's like that it's the same company um it's just a really good strategy game it's it's model train collecting for nerds but like <laughs> like play it's like it's like tabletop but you're doing it on a computer um and they just released the thing where it's literally like the whole world it's the map is massive i don't know why my computer isn't burned through the floor <laughs> but i have done nothing else for two days straight and um yeah i probably smell so i'm this, sorry <laughs> this does sound very much up your alley like uh this is such a Jared thing to be really excited about. I don't know how to casually like things. Like, if I <laughs> like Survivor, I start a podcast going to the beginning of the series and work all my way through it. Sure. Like, you know, people do. Like you do. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a little while for us. We haven't seen each other in about a week and a half, uh, other than last night. I was out of town. I was in Minnesota. Did many, many things. Oh, in Minnesota, eh? Oh, hey. Uh, had to go see the family, had to sing in a concert, uh, and a wedding. I didn't sing in the wedding. I was just participating in the wedding, not getting married. Uh, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was in the wedding party. Keep walking it back, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> so, uh, not married. St- Stephen is not married. Ladies. No, that's also not, not what we're going for here. Anyway... <laughs> Michaela, don't listen to that part. Don't listen to any of this. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. So, it's been a while. Uh, We have a lot that we're going to talk about. This is a pretty pretty jam-packed episode of of content. You know, it it is. Um, But it it feels like they didn't have enough to make a normal-length episode. Because we spend... Like, the intro for this episode takes so long. And there's so many, like... There's so much, like, meandering at the end that I was like... Oh, you guys didn't have a full hour's worth of content, but then the stuff they get in there is really juicy. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I have no reason to to delay us any longer. Why not just get right into the episode with episode six, utter revenge. All right, so between last week's episode and this week's episode, um, or actually, I did it wrong last episode, so I'll have to continue it this way till the end of the season, but I guess so I guess between uh, this week's episode and next week's episode, uh, a couple of actually pretty cool things happened. Um, J.K. Rowling released uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Whoa! Yeah, so if you remember where you were when that book came out, um, I don't. I wasn't allowed to read them growing up. <laughs> um, and so I have seen one, two, three, and both parts of seven. Mm. Um, and Venus Williams won her first, uh, Wimbledon, uh, singles title. Oh my God. Really? Mm-hmm. The year 2000. <sighs> oh, she's been doing it for a long time then. She sure has. Oh, she kicks ass. Way to go. Yeah. I think we just don't like care about tennis as much as other sports in america but like she's one of the greatest of all time at sports in general for holding that for so long yes to be able to be at the top of your game for that long is impressive and i hate that it also tom brady falls into that category yeah but he's really good so very good so uh wherever you were when Harry put his name in the Goblet of Fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's my favorite. <laughs> and, I love that. And Venus Willi- young upstart Venus Williams uh, comes onto the scene. <laughs> uh, well, good. Uh, I would like to start off this episode with Jared. Do you have anything that you would like to walk back from the last... Ed- uh, at the end of the last episode? Yes, and kudos to the Survivor uh, editors and producers. Uh-huh. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. I underestimated them. Um, <laughs> That being said, uh, I'd like to walk into a PSA. Okay, go now, on. Hi there. Hi. This one's for the men. Sure. Ladies, you can skip forward. <laughs> hi there. 
it's your local podcast host, Jared. Uh, maybe don't insult roughly half of the human beings that live on this planet uh, and treat them as uh, less than human. Uh, it will not do good things for you. Nope. This has been a PSA. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that PSA by Jared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we start off the episode jumping right into... You know what? It's it's a little bit down. So I want to I want to say one thing before we jump into that though. Sure. It just hit me in that very long last episode, or like the the recap that felt like it took like ten minutes. Yep. Um, how bad the torches this season look? They look awful. They look so bad. The 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 like host they use to snuff out the flame doesn't fit over them. It, they like did a close up one and I was like, oh, that is hideous. It it's like halfway between your run in the mill tiki torch that you would buy at home depot and a bowl yeah it's just like a ceramic bowl on top of a stick now one thing that really surprised me in that uh, again ridiculously long intro was the merge i didn't think they were going to tell them about a merge at all i was like oh we're gonna see a, a cast that doesn't know a merge is coming nope they were told up front they uh-huh. knew it was happening from day one they knew when it was happening. They Correct. knew the day it was happening. It's it, it caught me off guard, too, to the point that I had to go and I had to look it up. Uh, apparently, this is the only time that they tell them. Okay. And that next season onward, it shouldn't they shouldn't know in advance. However, I say that there are always extenuating circumstances. And people guess. Yeah. Um, it, I'm glad that they change it because it really felt like this episode, even though I haven't seen the next episode yet... It feels like this episode is living in next episode's shadow. Yes. Everyone is just talking about, like, they're just waiting. They're just trying to get through the three days because they know that the, like, the big thing is coming. It's coming. They, the, everyone's been told, the producers came in, they said, hey, in three days, tribes are merging, so whatever happens in the next three days is going to set the tone for what's going forward. Uh, and that really is a huge topic for Pagong is, are they going in with even numbers or are they going in up to rice and everyone's kind of relaxed about just like, just like relaxing around camp. They're not, um, except for one little, uh, comment about like them worried about Gretchen staying united. They're not really worried about it. Um, they're like, oh yeah, we're just going to vote the other tribe off and then one of us will win. Um, which is always interesting because one of them is on the bottom. Mm -hmm. They don't know which one. Always. But one of you, you, there's always someone on the bottom and that person is probably going to try to make a move. Maybe not this season. (laughs) Um, we'll see. Uh, and maybe they think that's Gretchen or maybe Gretchen thinks that's her. I think Gretchen just doesn't care about alliances, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you make of... Uh, Kelly's ana- analysis of, I don't think, in in parentheses, Pagong mm-hmm. is taking this seriously. I think Kelly is really smart. Yeah? I think Kelly, uh, I don't think she knows how to play the game yet, mm-hmm. but she's, I think she's been playing a little more than I've given her credit for. Yeah, I think yeah. she's she's thinking about this this group in bigger terms than just her tribe, mm-hmm. which is really smart and not something that everyone would think about in the first season of Survivor. We're seeing, I don't know when her light bulb moment was, we didn't see it, but clearly she's had a light bulb moment at some point over the season, mm-hmm. maybe it happened slowly, where she remembered that she's playing a game yep. where there's a million dollars on the line. We've seen that we've seen that pop up in individual people's heads. Richards, it was on from moment one. Um, Rudy's felt like it came on this episode a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot, and I <laughs> right off the bat, Pagong is playing a little cheeky because they say, "Hey, we want to kill all three of our chickens in the next three days." Mm-hmm. So that the other tribe doesn't get any of it. Yep. That's their whole goal. Is It's not, oh, we really need this food. We need to eat it all so that the Tagi people don't get it. So those alliances 
tribe base are very clear and very obvious. Yeah, I mean, we've talked before about how Rudy thinks that having alliances is sneaky, quote-unquote, or like, or Richard says that, like, I'm gonna do something to be a little sneaky, and that is them all voting for the same person. Mm-hmm. But if you're on a tribe together, that's in the that seems to be something that, like, even the, quote-unquote, honorable people who don't want to go around behind each other's backs will still adhere to, because, oh, this is the team I was put on. I can stick with them and vote the other guys out and that doesn't feel like dirty to them or we can undermine them and that feels probably because they've been more directly competing for 19 days by mm-hmm. the end of this episode. Yeah. It, you, it, it really doesn't sink in, I feel like, for the average watcher to say, oh yeah, I've been watching this weekly and like it does drag on, but they have been competing for over two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Two out of three days, they're doing something where they are head-to-head with this other team. And we see that they've developed opinions about each other. We see them speculate about the other tribe. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Susan. <laughs> Susan. I, lo- I love Susan. She's great. She has this moment where she says, uh, she says that Greg is psychotic, which again, she, yes, why is Susan the only one who sees this? She's not wrong. Why is she the only one that sees this? I'm watching <laughs> Making a Murderer. Um, and then she calls Jervis, uh, Jervis a pervert. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> I think pervert may be a strong word, but, like, man, she's seeing something she does not like in Jervis. Yeah. I mean, same. But, <laughs> but I don't think he's a pervert. Oh, don't you worry. We'll get to that. So, we come back to Toggy Tribe. And Rich is naked. Y- yeah. I, Rich says, I'm naked like 1% of the time mm-hmm. while naked. Yes, correct. He <laughs> is full on butt ass naked, legs crossed in front of a camera, on a log, just hanging out. Y- okay. Yeah. He is very confident in who he is. Not just in that moment, but like everything we see out Rich. Rich knows exactly who Rich is. Rich likes who Rich is. Yeah. Um, and and w- like when he does something that might be dumb or overstep or whatever and get on people's nerves, he identifies it. He might have a little uh, self-consciousness around like the game and like him being, you know, him being very competitive, trying to win the game, constantly being worried that he's on the bottom. But like who he is as a person, he is rock solid in. Correct. It's the he, opposite of Sean. He he loves, I mean, he loves what he's doing. He, he is just full out there. Uh Nobody seems to like pissed off about it. the The boys aren't too thrilled with it. I think Rudy is like, eh, whatever, and uh, Sean is. He's the one that's less thrilled. I I'm starting to get the impression, or it have been for the last few episodes, but haven't been able to put it to words. It feels like Sean is jealous of Rich. Yes, I like, would agree. I think. Sean wants to be someone who can go out there and run around naked and not feel self-conscious, but he doesn't know how. That on top of he's he's also still the provider for yeah. the tribe. He's the one doing the fishing. Um, I, it was interesting for me listening to Rich describe his reason why he does it, why he's out there being naked. Um, it's not a sexual thing. It's not a... Uh, a liberating thing it's just like yeah i just this is the way this is i like i enjoy this like I. Just, it's hot and i'm in the jungle yeah it's it's classic nudism of this is just how i want to be i don't have an agenda for it i just prefer it this way interesting oh and then at the very tail end rudy's like yeah uh and i'm totally in on this alliance like i'm buying yes it. yes I'm, i wanted it so bad Ah, Rudy's all in, and I love it. Odd couple. Odd couple time, baby. It's the odd couple. (laughs) So we flip to Pagong, and here, your big teaser trailer for this episode, (sighs) it comes to fruition. Jervis and the sexist comment. Would you like to go over what Jervis said? First of all, I wish we had the footage of him actually saying it. Correct. Because I want to see people's reaction in the moment. Yes. That being said... Okay, so what Jervis says, and I'm probably not word for word here, but... Oh, don't uh, worry. It's only on tape, and I will have the soundbite <laughs> of you saying this. So. Oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Jervis' exact words, I believe, are, 
Uh, the only thing dumber than women are cattle. Yes. Who boy? Yikes! Who, a big who boy? Um, yeah, stupidest thing next to cows. That yeah, and immediately, you're correct. They don't show him saying it. They just show people's reaction saying, "Oh." Jervis said this. Which I think they, is the next morning. I think he said yeah. that because they say it was like they're like telling stories around mm-hmm. the fire at night or whatever. And we, we hear about it the next morning. Yeah. Just a bit of a bummer. And that makes, yeah, makes a lot of sense. You probably feel a little more comfortable saying things when you think the camera is off. Um, but immediately Jervis does seem a little apologetic about it. Yeah, uh, which I think is a distinction that we draw between uh, him and Joel. Mm-hmm. Jervis is still a little defensive. Yes. But the first thing he says is, that was a stupid thing to say. It was. He never said, I'm sorry. Correct. But he says, it was a stupid thing to say. I didn't mean it. It was a joke. Those are (laughs) non-apologies. But it's better than Joel. Yes. Uh, To which this kind of, it kind of tags into everyone uh, dumping on Joel about how he is sexist and about how he... Just has has this need to be this macho man around everyone. Hi guys, hello. It's Jared again. Okay, he's full on uh, giving a PSA. If you have to start a sentence with "I'm not a chauvinist," <laughs> but just take a step back and reassess what you're doing. Yeah. Honestly, if you have to start any sentence with, I'm not blank, but you're probably in some dangerous waters. You've already dug yourself a hole. Why are you... Just stop. Stop talking. I'm not a chauvinist, but is is grounds for stop. Yeah, and... this is kind of the theme through the episode so there's no great like one great spot to talk about it in the outline here but um hey if all of the women in your life in this case all the women in the tribe are saying that you're acting like a dick Mm -hmm. maybe listen to them you when 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 you hurt someone when you when someone tells you that you're being terrible Mm -hmm. you don't get to say no i'm not you can sure People can be mad at people for illegitimate reasons. Yes. Absolutely. But there is an un- there is an underlying cause, and <laughs> I'm really glad that I haven't paid attention to Joel. Uh, and the camera hasn't paid attention to Joel. Nah. There might be a reason behind that. The montages we see in this episode, he's just, like, talking down to people. He's telling them what to do. He is hyping up himself to be this like god emperor of the tribe i hate joel yeah he's he's really not making himself an attractive uh tribes mate uh in a game where you it is a bit of a popularity contest you are shooting yourself in the foot stop being a jerk yeah and if you're not going both in the game and you know prop in in life too if you're not going to listen to the people and in my opinion, especially the women in your life, uh-huh. you can pretend that there's not consequences, just like Joel does. He walks around being like, "Nah, it's fine. They're overreacting," but they're gonna, you're gonna get the consequences either way. It's it's coming whether you like it or not, uh, and it is. It's coming real quick. Uh, <laughs> we go on. They drop off the note, the reward challenge note, and it is on a can. It's. They're still going full out with the rhymes. I love the rhymes. I love the rhymes, too. It's cute, but you can tell why they stopped doing that, because they're going to run out of content real quick. <laughs> uh, there's a note, and it's on a can, and everyone's excited. They're so ready for it. Like, oh, what is it? And in my brain, I'm going, I forgot what this is. I, Is it baked beans? Is it What is it? It's dog food. It's a thumb in the eye. It's, it's such a dick move. It's so funny. You're starving. Here's something that is technically food. It's technically edible. Um, you can eat it. I've got to say one thing about Jervis. Yeah, go by on. By the way, he does get by through a lot of this season so far, and this episode particularly, on his charm. Yeah. He's, he's a, very charming. He's a very charming lad. And he's also very honest, both with himself <laughs> and, like, 
I, I wrote down multiple times, like, Jervis, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. Not just the horrible comment, but also, like, he's doing his confessional, and he's like, yeah, I don't feel like I've done anything around camp. I just pretend like I'm fishing on the boat, and yeah. I haven't cooked once, and I'm like... He says it. He, he acknowledges all of that with no attempt to change any of it whatsoever. Nope. In a game that, once again, has a popularity element to it, blows my mind. <laughs> Absolutely blows my mind. Like, good for you, dude. He, at least is aware and is acknowledging the things that he has shortcomings in and is hopefully talking around his tribe saying, yeah, you're right. I should be doing that. Does he do it? No. Absolutely not. But like I said, at least he was a little apologetic for the the crappy comment. The bar's in hell. Which, I mean, (laughs) all he had to do was uh, be less shitty than uh, Joel. So, Which, I mean, hey, maybe that's Jervis's MO is be the second worst person in a room that that yeah okay i mean can... like not, not I, I mean like you know hey he's not gonna be the worst person at his job he's gonna be the second worst person or like he's not gonna be the person that comes in last on the mile in college or, or high school or whatever he's gonna be the second to last like did, eh. did you run the mile in college i don't think i've ran a mile ever <laughs> i was like who what class is making you run a mile in college i've been taking the wrong classes uh, I am well out of college. I feel like I need to say that at this point. Uh, anyway, dog food. Uh, Rich eats the dog food. He tries to pretend like he likes it yeah. for like a second. Yeah. Can't even do it. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do him. Okay, Steven. Go on. You have to eat the dog food or the eel. Which are you eating? You can cook the dog food. You don't have to eat it straight out of the can like Rich does, like a sociopath. Am I cooking this? Yeah, no, you can cook both of them. No, like, am I personally cooking yes. this? Yes. I'd go with the dog food. Okay. I I feel, I mean, yes, the dog food is for, is like, sh- theoretically, ready to eat. The eel, I would be concerned that I am preparing it incorrectly, cooking mm. it incorrectly, and I will hurt myself in the process, or just do a poor job. Give yourself dysentery. Yeah. Okay. Like in the Oregon Trail. Okay. Or I think I do the eel. Or if you're from Oregon, the Oregon Trail. <laughs> or if you're from Oregon, the trail. The trail. The, the, As it's known. Our trail. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the other side, Gretchen and Jenna eat it. They 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 cook it up. They're also all in it. Uh, no, they try one bite and they're like, I've had enough. No, but they talk it up. They're real excited about it. But yeah, you're right. Once they cook it, they eat it. They're like, mm, this wasn't a good idea. Nope. Honestly, it looks kind of good in when they were cooking it. I was like, that could taste good. And then they try it. I'm like, okay, no, never mind. Nope, not so much. <laughs> uh, so then we get to the Night Search Challenge. Is what, I, I don't know what the actual name is, but that's what I wrote down. Uh, the goal... This episode brought to you by the U.S. Army. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> Both these channels... I mean, this whole episode felt like it was brought to you by the U.S. Fair. Army. Fair. I, I'm jumping ahead in my brain. I was like, wait, did the guys show up? No, no. No, that's the next challenge. That's the next challenge. Anyway, they show up in the middle of the night... To Rudy's old barracks from World <laughs> War II. <laughs> to an abandoned barracks. Might actually be from World War II. Um... And their goal is to go through and search for three items in in the dark, but they cannot get duplicates. And the way they explain it is if you bring back a duplicate, the other team automatically wins. Yep. I say this, and I will say it again. If you bring it back, the one that you already brought back, the other team wins. Jeff, later on in the, in the challenge, contradicts this. I mean... Like, the other team wins anyway, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he goes, Oh, it's automatically theirs. Okay, great. That's three items for them. They win That's now. That's it. Yeah. So they're searching. They go through. Like, it seems like an interesting premise for a challenge. He also said... Te- he's, like, in teams of two, which I thought they were going to go, because there's six of them mm-hmm. in uh, in the tribe at this point, right? Uh, six and five. Uh, I thought they'd go in teams of two to go search the yeah. barracks, but they meant, like, one from each tribe. Correct. I guess. It's an interesting concept for a challenge, but again, they really 
don't go far enough with it. Mm-hmm. They only have three items yeah. for the six of them to search. Six and five. And it's like a one-room barracks. Like, yeah. it's not... It's not crazy big or anything. You could easily make this so you could have five items. Everyone has to get one. You could have a, a larger or multiple rooms, multiple buildings. Like, oh, I checked that one, but maybe there's something in the other one. <sighs> But there's only three items, and yes, some of them are hidden in more difficult spots. I think the knife was hidden up in the rafters, which uh, was difficult, Uh, but it's only three. That's all they do. Yeah. (laughs) I also love that he says three important items, a knife, a can opener, and a helmet. And a helmet. An army helmet. Clearly the most important thing you need on an island. Yeah. Um, Just... Just, again, it's there. The premise is there, but it's not what it needs to be. Steven, go on. What if that can wasn't dog food? It was just an MRE. What if that's how bad that MRE was? I mean... I've heard they're really bad. I've had an MRE. Okay. It's not pleasant. (laughs) It's... It's certainly not you going out and having a a nice uh, dinner somewhere, but it's... It's edible. Okay. Uh, I'm sure anyone who has been in the military and has to use them would say, I'm, I don't need to eat those ever again. Sure. But it is it is edible. Some are better than others, uh, as it was explained to me. Some are the ones that people vie after and are mm. excited for, and some are garbage. Could I tell you what those are? No. I don't remember. It's been... I had a high school physics teacher who was, I want to say Marine or military, just basic army. Not entirely sure. Um, but yes, he brought in MREs for everyone. Mm. And we we partook in the MREs. If Rudy had been the one to lose the challenge, I would have thought he lost it on purpose so he didn't have to eat any MREs. <laughs> I, I don't want to eat that MRE. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it's... Toggy goes in. Toggy kind of has the advantage the whole the whole time. They get their first two. Other team gets their first two. It's pretty neck and neck. Uh, and then Rich goes last. Rich searches, and he's searching for the can opener. He knows he's searching for the can opener. He finds the knife. He runs it back, gets real excited. Everyone's super excited until Jeff has to come over and say, that's not the can opener. He doesn't take... The paper with him. Correct. That has, I'm assuming maybe what it looks like. I mean, I, I don't not. think I don't it know. does. I think it's just a list. Did he even know that he needed the can? I mean, maybe. Listen. <laughs> More people were yelling at him as he was running away. The can opener. The can opener. And yeah. that was the moment I knew he was not going to bring back the can opener. Correct. Um. So, uh, listen to your tribe. This episode. This episode brought to you by listening. We yes. We don't do that here. Listening in my 2000 survivor, absolutely not. But yes, Sue is very, very loudly saying, Get the can opener. I got the knife. You get the can opener. And I think he thinks he gets the can opener because he everyone's super excited until they realize, Oh, no, 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 that's the knife. To which Jeff says, That's the knife that belongs to the other team. Uh, that's all three for the other team. The other team wins instead of saying, You got the one, you got. A duplicate, therefore the other team just wins. I yay! <laughs> and, uh, poor formatting doesn't matter in the end, but still. And like weird, no, it's the next challenge has weird '90s synth under it <laughs> the whole time. I I need Jeff to start talking during these challenges. Jeff, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> figure it out, please. So Pagong wins an MRE, not M an MRE. I think there are a multiples. few. Yeah, yeah, like chocolate and some canned food. Yes. Nothing too exciting. The chocolate they're excited for. They eat the chocolate immediately. Uh, I did... I did clock that there was a weird, like... Oh, they know they're merging, so they're trying to bond at the end of that challenge. Like, as they're going, they, like, yeah. wave goodbye to each other and say, Oh, good good job in that challenge, which I feel like has not shown up 
previously. It has all the energy of uh, when you're at church and they're like, all right, now stand up and say good morning to the people oh. around you. Peace be with you. Uh, yeah, and, with and you. also with you. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. <laughs> uh, yep. Jervis feels the end game is closing in and people need to stick together. Yeah, outside of them talking about just like sticking together and this is the part where Gretchen... Um, it seems less committed to that. Correct. And I think if someone does flip uh, from Pagong, it will be Gretchen. Um, there wasn't really a whole lot interesting between the challenges. No. They just kind of show that little conversation. It was, uh, yeah, Greg and Jervis by the fire being like, all right, it's either us or them. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to stick together. Yep. How'd that go for you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You nailed it on the head. Like Jervis feels it. Gretchen doesn't really want in on an alliance. Uh and Gretchen has the Rudy approach where she's like, I'm going to vote. Well, the Rudy pre this episode approach yep. where she's like, I'm just going to vote for who I vote for. And if it happens to align, great. Not the soundest strategy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we already talked about Joel rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, oh, they, yeah. I guess that did happen between challenges yeah. and apparently all 18 days. <laughs> all the time. Uh, things that were used to describe Joel. Chauvinist. Yep. Golden boy. Mm-hmm. Condescending. I can see that. Uh, what I clocked is it was really interesting how they edited this conversation because they brought back old videos of Joel throughout the the whole game. This is where all the Joel footage was. Yeah, it was all right there. Uh, but not just footage that we hadn't seen. Some Similar footage that had been used before and just like, yeah, we'll use it again. It's fine. Like the spear throwing challenge. Yeah. Just the same shot that we've already seen. So, I don't know. Just seemed, seemed weird from an editing perspective. They have anything else for Golden Boy, I guess. <laughs> golden Boy. Um, and then the U.S. Army shows up. <laughs> Which is, that statement is usually not followed by good things. <laughs> it... From 19, after 1945 onwards, not a whole lot of good things happen after, and then the U.S. Army showed up. You're not wrong. Two U.S. military guys in full regalia show up and give them their challenge. Uh, it, it was so bizarre. It's weird how they, like, don't, like, I. it would have felt less weird if they would have leaned into it more, mm-hmm. but it's just like this, like, half-commit to the bit Correct. of like ah bold challenges are army based and like look this is an army or marines obstacle course and like that's it yeah and i i know that just because you're in the military doesn't mean that you are in full like formation doing your exercises all the time but like they seem very casual about all this when they're describing what they're going to have to do yeah, um, I mean, why have guys show up in uniforms if it's going to be a very casual conversation of yeah. like, yeah, hey, here's what you do, like, here's your orders. Eh. Yeah. It, it still, to me, it, it breaks a little bit of that fourth wall hmm. of, oh yeah, they're not really stranded here. Right. They're not really isolated. If these <laughs> two guys can just show up whenever they feel like it, deliver a challenge, and say, yeah, we're going to do a obstacle course tomorrow. Come come on, have some fun. Excuse me, Stephen. Uh, world history has taught me that the U.S. Army loves to show up in the jungle and mess with people, so... Yeah, but usually... <laughs> usually it's at the last moment, and then we claim victory. Like, yeah. Mission accomplished. We did it. It was all, all because of us. Do we know if there's oil under Borneo? <laughs> I don't want to know the answer. Okay, next bit. Uh, But Rudy Rudy feels the pressure. Rudy feels like uh, if they lose, he might be going. Yeah, yeah. I think that's before he knows he's not going to be competing. Correct. Um, He says, I don't have to be... He basically does the old, like, I don't have to be the the fastest one. I just have to be faster than one person. Yeah. Or maybe I I think I read my notes wrong, is that he doesn't feel the pressure that he's going to go home. He feels the pressure that he's going to let the team down yeah uh, and again if this were a normal season of survivor yeah you should be a little bit concerned because everyone would usually have to compete yeah i mean and there's something interesting too that's probably going through rudy's mind i mean this is something he probably or uh, did a very similar version to it if not this exact version 
what, 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. That's That's got to be kind of hard, honestly, yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, I am... I mean, he's had decades to come to terms with the fact that he's old. He knows <laughs> that he's old. But, like... Wait, what? But then having to face it and be like, oh, yeah, that thing that I did that no one else here has done, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the worst at it because I am... 897 years old (laughs) he's up there uh yeah he's he physically is going to struggle in a all-out physical challenge and of course that makes sense except he doesn't have to do it before we get into that challenge i did write one note that i thought it was just hilarious in that jeff when talking about merging he uses the word unification (laughs) welcome to the cult of jeff oh like it it caught me so off guard because from here on out i'm sure he uses the word merger yeah. or merged or merged unification is so bizarre coming it's out of his mouth really weird and while we're on the topic of jeff yeah um i mean first of all his delivery is just bad yeah. right now and he's obviously we know what he becomes uh-huh. and his his like bravado and all that gets a lot better mm-hmm. say what you will about jeff probst he is not lacking for like bravado or um you, you know he's really good at putting a sentence together yes uh, articulate but in this he is not and he is also horrible at transitions <laughs> he is so bad at yeah. transitions we see it in in the tribal we'll get there but you know he asks the last question of the tribal there's just like silence for like 20 seconds mm-hmm. he doesn't have he doesn't do like a wrap-up sentence he doesn't go he doesn't go like i guess not time to vote he literally, they literally just sit there in silence and he goes all right time to vote all right i then. was like jeff that was so awkward <laughs> that was like eighth grader asking a girl to the dance awkward like what are you doing i'm gonna give him a little bit of credit in that this role has not really been established in pop culture yeah in that this is really what he's doing is setting up what it's going to be and we're comparing him to himself 20 years later with that much more experience after doing 42 seasons yeah of course he's better yeah um but yes i actually i went back over the last uh last half a year and i watched the first two seasons of the mole I don't know what that uh, you is. You don't know what the mole is? No. Uh, okay, brief brief history of the mole. The mole was a reality TV show. I can't tell you what... I, I want to say it was on CBS, but I'm not sure. Ch- Can you give me a decade? Uh, it's a very similar time. It's okay. going to be early 2000s. I want to say 2005. Okay. Um, that might not be correct. Anyway, what they do is that one person is the mole, and they have to sabotage the rest of them, and... The sole purpose of everyone else is to earn money in challenges and figure out who the mole is. Oh my god, you have unlocked a core memory. I have never watched that show. Okay. But I am, like, seeing the ads on TV yes. in my mind right now. Honestly, I if you want to go back, good show. Hosted by Anderson Cooper in the first two seasons. Whoa. Yeah. But just, like, something to compare it to. It's very strange. Uh, and then it goes into Celebrity Mole, and it's not good anymore. Uh-huh. Um, real bummer. Anyway, back on track. Uh, we're in the challenge. It's a full-blown obstacle course. It's a long challenge. It is a long challenge, but only four of them are competing. So Rudy gets to sit out. Uh, who sat out on... Jervis and... Uh... Uh, Colleen, I think. No, I think it's Jenna. Oh, okay. So, either Colleen or Jenna. I... I... I thought it was Jenna. Um, but can we talk about how Jervis talks all this crap? <laughs> he's He says, like, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, come on, make it hard for us. And then sits out of the challenge? Correct. What? Yes. What? <laughs> oh, no, I wrote it down. It, uh, the first two legs are done by Kelly and Sean and Joel oh. and Jenna. Uh, okay. But, yes, it's it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Only four races. I wrote with underlined four question marks only four racers what are we doing here we are wasting the time of people like they should be punished for voting people out the way that they do like if you have a poor physical tribe that's on you you still have to compete in the challenges although they did they did still get some punishment because they only got to sit one person out instead of two yeah whereas uh pagong got to sit out two people yeah again 
don't know why they sat out Jervis. Yes. Don't know. Um, but yeah, not nothing was too over the top in this challenge. No. If you were to like imagine a military obstacle course, this is what it would be. Uh, a rope a rope wall to climb over, uh, uh, ropes to go underneath to like army crawl underneath. With uh, better editing, this could have been a really fun challenge to watch. Yeah. Uh, I did clock that the names for some of these obstacles were so funny. <laughs> Unnecessarily funny. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to be ironic with this. Uh, the first one that gets said, it gets said quite a bit, the blown bridge. I, the, I think these are real yeah oh no yeah i think these are the military names them i'm sure they're the military names but i don't know that they continue to use even if it comes back in a challenge because i definitely feel like the blown bridge concept yeah comes back in challenges they will use that all right here's a board connect these Which... but get everybody through uh also the tough nut <laughs> <laughs> was just a high step i'm 13 i know <laughs> <laughs> funny it's real funny uh for the most part, in the early challenge, Pagong is leading mm-hmm. until the blown bridge. And the blown bridge, Toggy comes and they get a slight advantage because I think they figure out that one of the boards isn't as long. So they do it about a minute faster. Yeah. Not enough that it's like a guaranteed win, but enough that it's going to be harder for the other team to catch up. This is the first challenge we've had in a bit that was that neck and neck. Yes. Uh, they continue on to the the Tough Nut, the... <laughs> Dang it, Jared. <laughs> um, they have to go pick up a post. Uh, Rich looks like he's struggling a little bit. So Rich is naked. Yeah. Rich I mean, wasn't he, naked. He wasn't naked, but he was definitely shirtless. Uh and the only thing that made me think, oh, Pagong might catch up, was Rich was kind of slowing him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they pick up the flag on a large log. They bring it to the end. And the end, again, super anti-climax. They just put it in. Yep. And then walk. The only climactic part of it was that uh, uh, Toggy got the flag stuck. It had to, like, at the at the top, trying to put it in, had yeah. to, like, stop and, like, rearrange and gave Pagong a second to catch up. But, yeah. Yeah. Again, part on editing, part on Jeff just not giving his usual announcements. And just weird 90s synth music underneath it. We should get some theremin in there. It would sound fun. Can you just fill the next, like, 15 minutes with just you making ASMR synth noises? I mean, I can. We shouldn't. Do we want that? (laughs) No. Nobody wants that. So, Toggy wins by... Very, not very much, less than a, less than 30 seconds. Uh, and then is told to go get your idol again from, why? From Snake Island. I'm good. We'll just go to tribal. I'm not going to Snake Island. Why? And they're, they're told if you find the snakes, that's where the idol is. And there were, they had to push snakes away from the idol after they canoed out to Snake Island. Hey, you just did this really grueling obstacle course. Now go paddle for your idol. And when you find the snakes, you're getting close. You did it. Unnecessary. Make sure you bring the anti-venom. Wildly unnecessary. Thank you, Jeff. Let's go do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anything else? Any other comments you have about that challenge? No. I mean, the, the framework is there. The bones are there. It's a, it's a well-constructed challenge with bad editing and mm-hmm. no, like, no play-by-play over the top of it. Um, so it, again, kind of falls flat. I thought that the broken bridge was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I like that as a challenge. I know it comes back multiple times, and it's not revolutionary, but mm-hmm. it's fun. I'm sorry, the what? The broken bridge. The blown bridge? Oh, the broken, blown, butternut, vegan <laughs> bridge. Butternut squash. I ran out of B words. <laughs> uh, yeah. They get back. Pagan goes back to their beach. And a monitor... It's a real nice chicken you got there! <laughs> a monitor ate their chicken. A monitor lizard. If you've never seen it, it looks kind of like a Komodo dragon. It is... It lives in Africa, South Asia, and Australia slash Oceania. 
and they are carnivorous, and they got into the the chicken coop and ate the chickens. Greg running around the beach making puns, looking like a homeless schizophrenic. (laughs) He continues to amaze me how wild he is. He... In any situation, he is going to try to alleviate the tension with jokes or just lose his mind and go off and do his own thing, and people may think that he is insane. Yeah. I mean, me me yelling that's a real nice chicken you got there was my Greg impression as he's a hundred feet away from them just screaming shirtless on the beach. And that's the first thing we see when we come back. That was... So that's... I said that Jeff isn't good at transitions, and I stand by that. But the editing is actually pretty good at transitioning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked that into the... the Who counted our chickens for they hatched? And I was like, what are you talking what about? What do you mean? And then, sure enough, chickens are gone. Last chicken's gone. And it is just a husk. It is. It... That lizard ate a good two-thirds of that chicken. The head was nowhere to be seen. This is reason number, like, 792 why I want them to get the hell out of Fiji. Because, like, nature is playing an impact on their game. Yes. That monitor... First of all, the monitor lizard, that monitor lizard scares the hell out of me. I don't know if they go after humans. Never want to find out. Don't want to know. Keep it away from me. <laughs> um, but, like... That there's no monitor lizards running around Fiji, like except for the like the ab- obvious like physical stress of being stranded, quote unquote, in mm-hmm. Fiji. It might as well be a soundstage. Like it's totally. I don't want people to get hurt, but like it's totally safe. There's not really any wildlife to speak of. I mean, there's wildlife, but not like there's no monitor lizards running around Fiji. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just has a different. It just kind of sick of Fiji. Anyway. Yeah. Lots of people are sick of Fiji. Yeah. Don't don't you worry. We'll we'll continue to get sick of Fiji. And you've only seen two seasons in Fiji. I know. So uh oh boy. It'll it'll get worse. Uh Joel feels a vote coming from Jenna. Mm-hmm. Joel senses that Jenna hasn't really talked to me in the last couple days. Weirdly observant yeah. of him. He he is in the game enough to sense that oh I might be in danger here, but not in the game enough to sense, oh, people don't like me because the things that I am saying and doing. Or, people don't like me, I should do something about that. Yeah. (laughs) Again, nobody talks about their votes. Nope. That we see. Nobody really has a plan. Nobody is game strategy. Hey, if you save me, I can provide this. I can, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. No. It's nothing. He just senses it and says, well, I hope I survive. Uh, Yeah, anything else you want to say? No. I mean, I... It it felt like a pretty obvious vote before they even go to tribal. Yep. Um, It feels like Joel's going home. Joel feels like he has one vote coming his way, but doesn't really try to do anything else about it. There's... uh, Colleen is a little bit like, ah, maybe it should be Jervis, because him and I have some tension. Um, But that doesn't come to fruition. Um... Yeah, I'm, I was I was just like, oh cool, we're gonna get rid of Joel. Thank God. Thank God. Let's let's just do it. Uh, they... Also, does he have hair gel with him? His hair's always spiky. Did he just bring hair gel to the island? No. Uh, I, at least I don't think so. I I don't know. I have shorter hair and have had shorter hair similar to that. Sometimes when my hair is just wet, it will do that. Oh. Okay. Uh. You have nice, long, luscious hair. Oh, and thank you. It, very nice. Uh, yeah. I also have unnecessarily straight hair, where it will do whatever it decides it wants to do. So that's I kind of feel I see me represented there was, in the hair, not I, in who he is as a human. Please, I'm gonna, let's take that audio segment, cut that, just like put that in, uh, just replay that whenever we need, you know, we uh-huh. need to bring Steven down. Joke's um, on you. I do the editing here. <laughs> dang it. Um... Yeah, no, I, I just was, I was like, maybe it's the year 2000. Maybe that's considered a survival item. <laughs> Hair gel. Well, I, yeah, from every episode I've seen of Friends, that makes sense. Uh, they get to Tribal. Pretty uninteresting Tribal. Jervis gets called out again. Jeff just really loves Man, to dig it into Jervis. He loves, I mean, Jervis does it to himself. Yeah, uh, correct. But it does seem a little weighted toward Jervis at this point. 
it's like the third tribal in a row. True. That he has faced. Uh, are you are you doing enough? Are you feeling safe? It's weird that Jeff seems better at tribals for Toggy mm-hmm. than he does Fagong. Like he doesn't, except for Jervis, he doesn't really seem to have a way to get in with the rest of them or make the rest of them talk. Yeah. Oh, but he, with Toggy, he gets them all talking the whole time. There really, know. there really isn't the rapport, and he he doesn't know how to uh, make them game right there in tribal mm-hmm. without giving away too much information, as we saw last time, where he's like, "Hi, ah, yeah, here, here's your." Alliance. So, Rich, how's that alliance going? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jeff. That's not a thing you should be talking about. Uh, Yeah, Jervis called out whether he feels safe, and he does. He says he feels safe, which I don't know what you're reading there, but he must feel pretty good. Uh, Or he senses that Joel is really in danger and the weight's off his back. I don't... Yeah, I... I think Jervis is just a beacon of unearned confidence. <laughs> just in all things in this game. Ah, uh, yes. I am the greatest. I will never have any problems. Good for you, Jervis. Keep keep living the way you are. I don't have to do anything around camp. I don't have to compete in the challenges. Nobody's going to vote me off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with that, he kind of links Joel in and says, well, Joel... Do you feel safe? Do you feel confident? And Joel doesn't. Joel doesn't feel as confident. Yeah, it was interesting reading the tribal when, because um, obviously he brings up the 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 uh, cow comment. Yeah. Which again, yikes. Yeah. Still, still yikes. And again, you should be, you should absolutely be drilled for that. And and to anyone who's listening, who's like, why are they getting such a hard time? It's just a joke. Then like explain to me why it's funny. Yeah. Because, like, it's not. It's it, not. That women are inherently stupid? Yeah. Like, no. It's not. Um, it wasn't then. It's not now. But it is interesting how uh, Colleen, Jenna, and um, uh, Gretchen kind of laugh it off in Tribal when it's Jervis. Mm-hmm. But then it's brought up that, you know, Joel's kind of like, ah, yeah, good on you, guy, and, like, pat him on the shoulder. And they are very serious mm-hmm. once that's brought up. Um and I think it is, it's the difference between, yeah, I said that it wasn't the best move by me and I, I don't stand by it versus Joel's. Versus Joel believing it. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So votes for Jenna, Joel and Jervis. Votes for Joel, Gretchen, Jenna, Colleen, Greg. Greg sidesteps the boys on this. So... What do you make of that? Do you think that's Greg stepping away from that, feeling he has a better chance there, or Greg going with Colleen because he likes Colleen? I think it's the second one. Okay. Um, or Colleen was like, hey, let's vote off Joel. I don't like him. And he goes, okay. All right. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> but that means that there is conversation happening. Correct. Which, <laughs> a little bit manipulative, but it is a conversation, and I'm all here for it. Uh, Joel's exit speech. Dude, that might be the cringiest thing I've ever heard. Pretty unapologetic in everything that he's done. Oh, I don't know why the women got rid of me. I guess they have an inferiority complex. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What a guy. Superstar. What are you doing? What a guy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Joel is voted off. He gives his last hurrah to the camera and i am not sad no and i didn't think i i didn't think i'd get this animated i it didn't hit me until we've like read back all like this whole episode that like how much i just dislike him like i don't you can dislike people and they can still be like entertaining tv they could be Uh good villains he's not even a good villain he's just kind of bad and i understand why the show did not highlight him at all before this episode correct i uh, again, we're making comparisons to other reality TV shows at the time slash now. Uh, I'm avoiding talking about future villains that right in Survivor. However, a parallel, if you've ever watched The Challenge, uh, Wes from The Challenge, I think, fits the bill of a villain who is, he stirs the pot, he is chaos, 
but you kind of root for him sometimes because he's entertaining and like he's not a bad guy he's just a little bit chaotic neutral he's gonna pick some fights but he's gonna make some big big friends i'm gonna stop talking about other reality shows that we don't have a podcast about yep rest in piss joel <laughs> he gone uh, uh what are we gonna watch him and uh dirk's movie i because okay. somebody saw that guy and went yeah we need to make a movie with him as the star yes so here's what i'm gonna say if you think that we should watch this if you want like a bonus episode between the seasons you need to speak up email us survivor tbt at gmail.com tweet at us at survivor tbt send us uh, all of our information is in the podcast description tell us that you want this and we will do it i'm gonna create five fake email accounts that's fine i don't care uh do that send us that you want this because i'm not gonna go through and subject myself to this for no one to listen to this so if you want this if you want our opinions on this movie that is probably hot garbage tell me please tell me uh speaking of things that he did after we know about the movie yes uh he works at least as of 2020 works for moto tv like a a television program based or television channel based around action sports uh what is an action sport like atv uh snowmobiling uh if skydiving racing okay so he's midlife crisis the sports channel yeah he's like 50 though so yeah but i don't think he's on air i think he just is part, he's part owner of this wow um and also owns a small construction company huh. weirdly though that's listed second so i don't know if that's a small portion of the income and he's doing really well or he was just much more proud uh what i found is that they reached out i don't remember who it was one news site reached out during quarantine to most of the early casts and oh, said cool. hey fill out this survey about your early time uh what was interesting is that he said one of his greatest achievements coming out of the game was coming out with dignity is that he didn't no he didn't i know i know but he came out not going down kicking and screaming like he sensed that he was going down and he didn't put up a stink about it and inside instead he decided to call the women in his tribe like poor sports and that they had an inferiority complex yes again these are his words not mine uh <laughs> that's what i think of what i think of dignity it's someone who blames everyone else around them when they lose yeah, that's a weird take 20 years later if that's that's your one regret yep um He's married. He married at 45, has a son. Uh, yeah. His one big thing is he didn't make a big move, and he was proud of that. Wild. I don't know. It's just very strange. I absolutely disagree, and I don't think that that... Especially after watching 20 seasons of Survivor. Right, and then saying not making a big move is the... Like, that isn't... That's how you win. Yes, correct. <laughs> But I think in his brain, he thinks people would look at him differently if he was like making a big move for game's sake and like throwing someone else under the bus. Wow. Yeah. I don't understand how you can live that lie for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how do I think Joel would do in today's Survivor? Sure. Not very well. No, no, no. Um, I mean... It, uh, maybe it seems like he's a pretty driven guy mm -hmm. um so if he didn't if he wasn't such a jerk to all of the women and actually just people around him it seems like he was really condescending to the men's sometimes as well not mm -hmm. as much but sometimes if he could shush that a la a jonathan in 42 um who who outright says like i need to not say stupid things in his confessionals Maybe he makes it to, you know, emerge or like just after emerge. Um, but he would have to change significantly mm -hmm. um, in the way that he treats people around him. It's the classic, hey, you would do really well if you just stop talking. 
Yeah, I mean, he he has the physical capabilities. He, he is good at the challenges. He has the physical capabilities. He is personable. Uh, yeah, he's very charming. But uh, well, he's very charming when he wants to be. Correct. That is the answer. Yeah. Uh, what else? What was the protagonist other? of the episode? Yes. Who's your protagonist of the episode? Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of a three way split here. Sure. Um, I, it really feels like it's all three of the women in Pagong. Um, okay. But Jenna mostly. Uh, it does feel like Jenna was kind of uh, driving the vote, and I think if Colleen or Gretchen had been driving the vote more, it would have probably, or especially if it was Colleen, it probably would have been Jervis over Joel. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think she's put herself in a really good position. Uh, it is interesting that the the my who I perceive as the protagonist is usually the per, one of the people on the tribe that's going home. Which makes sense. I mm-hmm. We see more of that tribe after the immunity challenge as well. And they have the most consequential decision to make that yeah. tribe. Um, it's usually the editing is set up so that you're going to see more of this person because you're not going to see any of them ever again. Well, or this tribe. Yeah. It's not always the person. Like, I, like Joel was not the protagonist of this episode. Correct. Things happened to Joel. Joel had no part in him, which is his his, uh, his greatest accomplishment 20 years later, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, especially Jenna does the rest of this game. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say Jervis just with how much screen time he got in this episode. Yeah. But again, things kind of like, things kind of happened around Jervis. Um, he put his foot in his mouth. Yeah, he did. But he wasn't really like driving the, he wasn't driving the show forward. Fair. All right. Anything else you have to say about this episode? Uh, no, I'm excited for the next one. Like I said, this one kind of feels like it's living in the shadow of the next episode. So, yeah. um, hopefully this merges as hype as, uh, as, it, as they, they hint it's going to be. It is interesting that again, every single time it's been another tribe that went to tribal council. Eh. So, is coming. So the numbers are even. Yep. It's go time. Start figuring out your individual game. I can't wait for individual challenges. Please, please be, be. Please. No, BB's not here. <laughs> BB. Always in our hearts. Always in our hearts. Uh, yeah. Okay, wait. Who would you rather spend, like, have a dinner with? BB, Joel, or Dirk? I feel like BB because I would be so in. I would be able to ask and manipulate an older person into telling me things rather than someone who is chauvinist and misogynist. That you could hear some really interesting stories out of BB too. Yeah. I'm sure. Not that BB is it misogynist or chauvinist, uh, but I feel like I could get more interesting stories out of him, or things like ah, tell me about about when you were young, uh, versus Joel and Derek. Where I'm like, like, you see, I fought in the Confederacy. Uh, okay, well, mm, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't want to know about you. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it for this episode. Let's That's go the on. Let's uh let's end the show. And that'll do it for this, the sixth episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Like I said before, if you want us to watch a god awful movie, please contact us. Email, Twitter, reach out to us individually on our Instagrams, uh yeah, there's there's a lot going on out there, and I I feel like if you tell us things and you want to help guide the show into what you want it to be, or if you have ideas that you want to send to us, please send us that. I love input from fans. Uh, I would like to point out, and I would like to give thanks to our very first uh, review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we we got a five star review. There are a couple more that don't have names attached that are also five star reviews. So uh, thank you for doing that. If you want to rate us, go on do that. You want to rate us on Apple Podcasts. You want to rate us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. However you're listening to this, go ahead, go do that. Rate us. Send us to your friends. Send us to your enemies. Uh, send us to your mom. Check in on your mom. How's your mom doing? You should check in on your mom. Yeah, do that. Uh, Jared, do you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, I, again, uh, my Instagram's, uh, Jared Sheldon eight. You can force us to watch bad movies by messaging me there. Um, or emailing again, uh, survivor TBT at gmail.com. Uh, but I would like to plug, uh, asking your boss for a raise, whatever you're getting paid. It's not enough. Ooh, it really isn't. Most just, likely. Just, uh, 
just uh, have the conversation and see what happens. Um, I would like to promote, I have a friend from college who put out an album. Uh, if you want to go look up Sarah, S-E-R-A, uh, I wish I had the album title in my brain, but I cannot find it. So I will have to go back and I will have to... I'm going to put the description to that in in the description notes. So Nailed it. I will, thank you, really save that one. Uh, but yeah, that's what I want to promote. And I'm, real, I'm just real excited. Football's coming back. It's exciting for me. Football is a sport. Football is a sport. Thank you. Uh, let us hit that outro. Thank you once again for sitting and listening to us for an entire hour talk about a show that I love and Jared is growing to love. Ah, it just it, it warms my heart. This has been the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. I am your host, Stephen Labine. For my co-host, Jared Sheldon, we thank you for hanging out with us, and we will see you not next week, in a couple days. Yeah, on Monday. We'll be releasing on Thursdays and Mondays now. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.